This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. If you visit Detroit, if you are from Detroit, or if you live in Detroit, you never knew all this culture was alive and thriving here. This is the Detroit is Different Festival. October 24th through October 27th, join us at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48238. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today. Welcome back. What up, though? To another episode of The New Kids, mm. season three. I don't know what episode number we on. It don't matter. Uh, <laughs> y'all should be used to me not knowing stuff by now. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Shy. And it's May. And we have Bria. Hello. <laughs> so, <sighs> we're excited if y'all can't tell. We're going to start off with the question of the day in Germany, you're yes. going first. What website or app doesn't exist, but you wish it did? And I have a feeling you're going to say the same thing that I'm thinking. Ooh. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm probably I'm not. I'm not going to make up another one. I'm probably not. Um, What is a website or app that doesn't exist that I wish did? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I feel like what I'm about to say is going to be rude. <laughs> I, I really think it's going to be the same thing. Um, Go ahead. I don't know. Because, I, you know, this is one of those questions where I'd be like, dang, I wish so-and-so exists. But then when somebody asks you this question, they'd be like. Keep in mind, she the person I'm that the one put that this, in. this question. <laughs> um, You go, since you know. Well, and then y'all I, can judge me if I y'all can want think. to, okay? Judge y'all mamas, not me. <laughs> I would create an app or a website to build the perfect man. Oh, you. Oh, I'm going to build a bay. Build a build bay. A bay. Build a bay. You, I'm telling you, characteristics, credit, height requirements. <laughs> First of all, family history. Is family crazy? history. Because I need to know. Crazy okay? history. Like, Does the sugar run in your family? Because <laughs> we need to consider that you, before have I you reproduce. busted out somebody's windows. <laughs> Are you a stalker? Okay. All of Do that. Do you have a family history of stalking? Do, do you got kids that you don't claim? Okay. Oh, Lord. Let's... Is the friend of the court calling your okay. phone? Okay. <laughs> you have them on watch. <laughs> right. And I don't know. Because I need to know. <laughs> they, they in there. It's Pizza Hut. Okay. Pizza Hut calling you all day long because you owe somebody $17,000 in back child one. support. Ooh, so I am going to create an app or website that allows me to build the perfect man for myself. Y'all build your own mans. <laughs> I got two. Go ahead, Go ahead, girl. Okay, the first app would be um, an app where you could um, meet people, kind of like a, a social network that could give you advice for when you are a certain age. So, like, mm. say, for example, oh, I'm 25, I'm having my quarter-life crisis, what does this mm-hmm. look like? And it's somebody like... At 25, like, you need to relax. You are so, like, I wish it was an app like that. And then for my second one, I wish you could, like, I don't know why this always happens to me. But like I always meet guys who are who start off as like being so nice, Ooh, and girl. then once I just mm. finally because it takes me forever to decide that I like somebody. I'm mm. like, I try so hard not to like people. So like, as soon as I be like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. They turn into a Chucky doll. So I wish it was an yes. app to where like you could put a QC code on like a, a guy's like wrist yeah, or something. You just scan and be like, it. what's your side effects? Like, let me see. What's wrong with you? That would make me so happy. Yes. We need that. We that need would be that in life because whew. Okay, I know mine. Whew. Okay. So <laughs> my app or website would be called Who All Gonna Be There? Ooh. 
That's my favorite line. Because you know, when you your friends be like, oh, you should come out. Da, 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 da. And you'll be like, okay, who's going to be there? They'll be like, don't worry about it. I wish you could just like get a and visual. As soon as you get there, the one nigga you, you don't want to see is at see. the door. And, and it's, then it's like, so okay. Because my face would be like, it was showing <sighs> all like, damn, I knew I should have I knew came. I should have stayed in the bed. <laughs> I'm going I'm to leave. That's what I'm going to do. They'd be like, where'd your man go? She gone, was just here two gone. seconds ago. Like, I'm in my car. I, I will never forget when me and Jermaine were at this party years ago. And we were just like, we don't like these niggas. <laughs> so we left and went to dinner. And like, the two people that we rode with stayed at the party. Mm. So we at <laughs> we down the street having dinner and drinks and having a whole good time. Just yeah. us two. Party still going on. It was great. That was uh, what I kept calling it, dust to dust. You so irritating. Because <laughs> that party was definitely not called dust to dust. My God. I but it felt like it. It felt like it. Listen, I was tired. I was I was outdone. And then the rappers got to perform. Mm. And I was like, I got to go. Mm. It's but been yeah, so real. That would be my app. Who all going to be there? Give Who me a visual be there? representation. I like of. I need a Like three. a panoramic yep. view picture. Like, yep. I feel you. Yep. I'm with it. And Jermaine always going to be in bed looking at the app because she always said, okay. All right. Are you me? Because. <laughs> oh, you know, I got a second one. So who all going to be there and where the niggas at? That's going to be <laughs> where the niggas. We can do like build a bay and where the niggas at together. Okay. Because they got to be. Because we right can place them. You know how like you place your Sims? Yes. Like you can, you know, send them to drop, wherever spot. Drop them. That's what we got to do. We can Sprinkle just like them create here. them and then just, you know. I like that. The little salt, salt man Because, you know, it got to be the right kind of niggas. Because you say where the niggas at, and they'd be the and, wrong okay. ones. You'd be like, hmm. It's always the wrong you gotta ones. Be, you got to be specific. <laughs> always, always the, the wrong, wrong ones. ones. <laughs> oh, <sighs> oh it's, Lord. It's, it's going to turn stressful. into a whole other podcast. <laughs> it is. We're going straight back to the girl talk episode. Okay. I that, can't. That's lost in the archives. It's all right. It'll happen again. Child. It's all good. Get a little wine, you know. A little, a little, a little, a little, a little, always get them going. Yes. Exactly. We can have like a a female panel, and we can just be in here drinking yeah, wine. They will, but we'll have fun. Anyways, so Bria, if you could just do a quick introduction to the people, maybe about ten to fifteen seconds. Um, we're gonna get more into what you do later in the episode, but just let them know who you are. Absolutely. So I am Bria Renee. I am a multimedia creative. What does that mean? Um, <laughs> So what I do is I work with a lot of all forms of media. So that's video. I do. I write. Um, I host. Uh, I do social media. Um, I wear a lot of hats. So just to keep it simple, I just came up with the term multimedia creative. So it could just house everything. 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 Yeah. Makes sense. All right. So it is time for the lightning round. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, Wait. Wow. <laughs> Drop another Gmar bomb. Jesus, we got to get him back. We we uh, we no love we Demarcus. <laughs> no we, we love Demarcus. But that episode, woo child. Okay, <laughs> to give you the uh, the Cliff Notes version, uh, I got a little heavy handed with the tequila. The Everybody Jose Cuervo turned. Okay, I'm talking about. <laughs> You can hear me pouring a drink in the back. And it just went downhill. It went downhill. We talked about businesses. We talked about city girls and Birkin bags. Uh, we talked about juvenile. We talked about everything. At some point, we that was wasn't slurring. on this sheet. I think my eyes was closed at, some, at one point. Like I don't. It was hot. We was just. It was a mess. So that's where the DMAR bomb came from. So shout out to Demarcus and JMO. What up, though? Anyways, all right, so it's time for our lightning round. We're going to ask you for five fast facts. We would like to see you do this within 30 seconds. If you don't, no big deal. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Are you a Detroit native? Yes. East side or west side? East side. Hey. Oh, Lord. Uh, favorite Coney Island? L. George's on Six Mile. Uh, high school? Cast Tech. First car? Uh, it was a 2005 uh Pontiac Sunfire. It was green. Y'all was just fishy like she's so excited. That was, y'all understand. That was my baby. I love that car. Ooh, and it fun. was good on gas. Ooh, that's the man. I my used... first car was a bucket and it was red with a blue trunk. My first car was a PT Cruiser. <laughs> okay. Mine was a Chevy, uh, a 97 Chevy Cavalier. It still had it was one of the ones that didn't have a CD player, so I had to put a tape in. And connect the tape to the uh, to the Walkman. How about so when I um, upgraded from the PT Cruiser to the first Jeep, the CD player was in the back seat, underneath the seat. What? I think <laughs> my like, favorite car of yours was Fabio the Fiesta. 
Okay. Not Fabio. <laughs> exactly. yet, Thank you. That's so funny. Girl, you, that is an amazing name. Jesus. She was such a hater. She hated that name. And I was like, I don't care. Your girl's name is Fabio the Fiesta. That's You're like, bad. it is what it is. Accept yeah. It. I gave it a first and a last name. <laughs> Great memories with that car. Anyways, so now it's time for the New Kids University. Well, you will receive a free lesson. Okay. The only thing that we're doing for free. Okay. Okay. Good. A free lesson from Professor Shy Shy, which would be myself and Professor Maindow. Would you like to go first, man? I sure can. Take it away. So, my topic for this episode is feedback is a beach. Now, we talked about this a little bit on the episode with Christy Love, but I want to get into it a little bit more because I think that as young professionals, as entrepreneurs, as millennials, we... Um, have come to a point where in our lives we are going to receive feedback and it may be a little bit difficult, um, mm. mainly because we were not adequately prepared by the adults around us um, in regards to what that feedback would look like. We talked about, you know, participation awards and um, everybody gets a gold star, but also we were not prepared of how to adequately give feedback. So it's a two-way cycle where we may be in jobs where we have performance reviews or we Mm -hmm. may be in service positions as entrepreneurs where our clients are giving us feedback and we aren't taking it well. Or we we have this product or this service that we didn't put out, we didn't put all this hard work into it, and it's not really doing what we would like it to see do and we can't figure out why. That's probably because... You're not accepting the feedback that this product or service mm. probably isn't all that huh. it's not meeting your your target audience needs. Um, and that can be hard transitioning to a point where you are actively accepting feedback and using it to better yourself. And this is not to say that you have to listen to every single person who's trying to tell you about yourself or your business. You don't. Because not everybody is out to see the best. Um, for you and not everybody wants to see you win that's the sad truth about it but there are people in this world who are giving you honest information and you you're always going to need a second pair of eyes when you're working on something that's just the truth of the matter because you especially when you've been working on something for so long your eyes are going to start to gloss over yeah and you're just going to be like you know what I know it like the like the back of my hand but the back of your hand is ashy <laughs> okay and who better to tell you that but somebody who is shaking your hand you know so, somebody with some lotion on okay so I <laughs> you know dab a little Vaseline on the back you know a little baby get the knuckles little coconut oil get the knuckles Crisco if you have to but I say, <laughs> I say feedback is a beach because you should treat feedback as you would if you were laid out on a beach somewhere Um, you know, the sun is coming down, the waves are coming in, and this is just information that's flowing to you. You take it how you take it as an opportunity to better yourself, um, and to put yourself in a position to grow and learn or, and you can tell when somebody is just telling you something because they don't like you or whatever you're trying to do, but be open to feedback, be receptive to it, be, be, start to prepare yourself to give good feedback too. Don't just always expect to take you got to learn to give, too. Agreed. And that's my lesson. Clap, 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 clap. Hmm. Brava. All right. So I decided to call my lesson, Mind Your Business and I'll Mind Mine. <laughs> and you can kind of tell from the title where this is going. Um, <laughs> so a lot of times people might not necessarily agree with your business or um, Mm -hmm. your management style or whatever. And while there's nothing wrong with feedback and there's nothing wrong with um, getting input from other places, I am the type of person who I will be receptive of your feedback and I'll listen to you and I'll understand why you may feel that way. But if I don't want to do it, leave me alone. Yeah, because some people will badger you. They will, and like, especially when it it comes down to like beliefs or um, political parties or whatever, we can have a healthy conversation and we can agree to disagree and then just leave me alone. 
But a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to pressure you to try to do things their way and make it seem like you're just wrong or absolutely crazy for doing, you know, things your way. So also, I think it's... But to to the opposite end of that, you got you to gotta learn to recognize when somebody not listening. Like, okay, you got, you know, speak if, a word, <laughs> you can only give you what is you can lead an elephant to the you can lead a horse to the water, water but that, you can't make it drink. <laughs> this episode of elephant, I was thinking of the jungle, Ma'am. I was thinking of the jungle, I was thinking about watering hose, <laughs> but but basically, You're you dumb. know, you got to be able to unplug and say, you know what, I didn't told you, you know, I didn't get you my, yeah. my little opinion, what you do with it is what you do with it, yeah. And I, I've learned like that. and just how people can just dump on you. Like yeah. they can just come up and they'll just tell you everything about their life and what they're going through and blah blah blah. And have no regard for what you're going through or how you're feeling. And then here you are stuck with this cloud of whatever the hell they didn't dropped off on you and try to deal with your own stuff. So everybody mind their own business sometimes. And that's that on that. And if you see me out, this this ain't got nothing to do with business. If you see me in the streets, if you see me, you don't know. Period. <laughs> if don't you, sue us, see, I ain't got no money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, if you see me out with somebody, and you, listen, you don't know me, Ooh. you don't know that person. <laughs> don't be like. If you see I me thought, out, and you do know the both of us, you don't know me. No business. Period. If I'm drunk. You don't know me, which is okay. all the time. So you just don't know me at this point. You just don't, and that's that. <laughs> I'm not about to deal with you, anyways. So that was our <laughs> New King University lessons for the day. So now we're gonna focus on our guest, the beautiful Miss Bria Renee. Thank you. We are going to allow you now to introduce yourself a little bit more. Whatever you want to share with the people. <laughs> yes. Um, you got a grand total of 45 seconds or so. I'm okay. just I'm just making up numbers. It's a second. Oh, I'm like, okay. Uh, what can I say in 45 seconds? No, I'm completely making up stuff. Don't don't listen. Don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, as I said before, I'm a multimedia creative. Um, let's see. I started my journey in media. Oh my gosh, it's about to be five years. Uh, oh, five you tenured out here. Oh, yeah, a little bit of tenure, girl, <laughs> just a little bit. But no, I started uh, five years ago, and um, it really came at a time where this it was not my first career choice like, mm. at all. Like I really thought I was going to be the Black Anna Wintour uh, cracking a whip at Vogue. Like, that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to... See, I wanted to be a media, but I thought it was more so going to be, like, print. Like, fashion. Yeah. Okay. Um, but to make a long story short, I got accepted into Columbia College in Chicago. And I was, like, so excited. And I'm telling my mom, like, girl, like, I'm about to move to Chicago. And I got my financial aid award letter. And she was like, ooh, <laughs> who about to pay for that? And I remember I was just so mad at her. Like, oh, my gosh, you don't believe in my dreams. Like, yeah. what are you doing? So, but it ended up working out um, perfectly. Um, I ended up going to, I started my journey at Specs Howard. Okay. Um, I graduated from there. From there, I interned at... Um, Two places. One is a um, online magazine here in Detroit, and the other is a relig- urban religious uh, station. And it just kind of took off from there. And Detroit doesn't is not the market for the type of media that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do more so entertainment. Um, you know, news is too heavy for me. So I wanted to do like, you know, more so inter- like interviews, celebrities and stuff like that. We don't really have a market like that mm-hmm. here. And also because I don't have, uh, I didn't have news experience. I couldn't get into a news station like at all. They wouldn't like select me as an intern, nothing. Wow. Um, so I was like, you know, not to be mean, but I was like, shit, fuck y'all. Like, yeah. I'm about to start my Period. own, you know, <laughs> like, I'm about to start my own thing since one, nobody won't give me a job. Um, so that's how the Bria Renee, Renee show came about. And, you know. You you mentioned something, though. You learned to be adaptable. You was like, okay, this is not working. So how do I adapt to, you mm-hmm. know, my situation and create a better outcome for me? Because clearly what I'm pursuing is not working. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people 
don't realize that they need to be adaptable and flexible because you could be hammering away at something. But if you hammering and that nail ain't going down and you need to get pick up another tool, you need to figure out something else and be flexible and kind of figure out what your next move is. Yeah, that's true. But also in the same token, like it was important for me to be adapt adaptable because I'm like, I don't know what I can learn. Yeah. But also at the same time, I was in many spaces Though at the time when I look back on it, like that was probably where I was, where I was supposed to be for a lesson. Mm-hmm. But like my gut instinct would tell me, like you're not supposed to be here. Like mm-hmm. this, yeah. this is not like you can't grow here. This is only a cap. And I just be like, well, I just want my foot in that door. You know yeah. how how you yeah. go about stuff like that. Like oh, I just want my foot yeah. in the door. And um, like in the long run, it was just a lot of spaces that I wasn't supposed to be in. Though I'm grateful for those spaces because it taught me a lot, but I was in a lot of rooms that were not for me. I couldn't yeah. grow there. Yeah. And that's kind of a tough spot, like you said, to be in. Mm-hmm. Like, And you realize that because I've, I mean, I've had that moment more times than I'd like to, <laughs> to admit. And it's just like, okay, well, if I can't grow here, I got to. I have to leave. Like, I don't have a choice. And whether that means starting my own thing or, you know, just going elsewhere. Right. Um, but it's it's kind of a tough spot to be in because sometimes, I know for me, it was kind of more of a pride thing. It was like, I said I was going to be in this room and I said yeah. I was going to do X, Y, and Z. Y'all are going to let me in. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like, nope, door closed. And I'd be like, nah, I got to go back on my word and be like, oops. I know I said I was in that room, but now I'm in another. <laughs> but this ain't it, sis. Let me, uh, let me let just sit so on out of here. <laughs> So that's all, that's always an interesting spot. Yeah. So um, when you talk about starting your own, um, basically your own lane, how did you, what did you do in terms of making that into your brand? Ooh, that's, that's <laughs> you, you know, um, for me, like I said, me coming up with my own thing was literally out of frustration. Um, frustration because uh, I was working at a television television station and I felt as though I was being told that all of the parts that I thought were good about myself weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other thing, like I said, not being able to find a job um, here doing what that was in alignment with my passion. Um, so when it came to me just like starting my own thing, I was just like, I'm going to just start. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't mm-hmm. even know what I want my brand to look like, but I'm going to just start something just because I'm here. Y'all getting on my nerves. And it ended up being something that was like, literally I was learning along the way, but it mm-hmm. ended up being something that I was, I was proud of something that I took a lot of pride in, um, something that I did, um, on my own it was literally a vision and it manifested so as far as my brand goes literally I was winging it like I I I asked so many questions from people that I knew who had brands and they were the things that I felt like applied I took it the things that didn't I was just like oh Mm. thanks for sharing (laughs) right I'll keep that in my mind right might not use it but it's gonna be (laughs) yeah like maybe I'll I'll use it later yeah it's not right now thank you though (laughs) that's real cute (laughs) so can you tell us a little bit more about the Bria Renee show and what inspired you to start it absolutely so the Bria Renee show uh like I said I I started my first interview was literally the day after I graduated from Spex Howard and I interviewed Diamond from Crime Mob. And I was like so wow. excited. Yes, I loved her. Like stiletto pumps in the club. In the club. Period. She that paved was, the way. She yes. paved the way. Like, she okay. walked so city girls could run. run. Okay. Like <laughs> and I and I like I was so happy about that. And so I thought like, okay, well maybe I just strictly want to do like music. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that wasn't really my lane either. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. I would say the the type of artist that I was interviewing, I didn't really know too much about because that wasn't what I was listening to. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm not saying that I wasn't open to listening to music like that, but it, it just wasn't what I was listening to. Um, so when I thought about having a show, I was like, well, who? What type of people do I want to talk to? Um, I love women. Um, I think that women are 
the the dominant species because we are. I mean, I agree. We, facts we, we just facts. We push babies out. I'm about to say, facts. I mean, okay. if it wasn't for us, they wouldn't really be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, seriously. So I was like, I love women. I like to, I like stories. Like, when I talk to people, and it's so crazy because when I was a, a little girl, people would literally come up to me and tell me all they business. I'd be oh like, why are you telling me? <laughs> I'm that? a child. Yeah. Like, oh it my would, God. I'm the it same would be thing. the craziest thing. And I'd just be sitting there like, because okay. I, I like to listen to people, but I like, as they're talking, I'd be like, why are they telling me this? <laughs> oh like, my God. I literally thought like that I was the only person that that ever happened to, like as a child. I used to be like, you realize I'm seven. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, no, I just, I just want some juice. Like, I just came in the kitchen for some I juice. I came in here to ask for some apple juice, and all of a sudden, I didn't got a whole life lesson from you, and I don't understand how we got here. Okay. Like, where, <laughs> where did this even come from? So, I like, I love stories, I love women. And at that time, that was kind of like my way of getting advice from like a bunch of women that I looked mm-hmm. up to. So, I was like, let me just have a conversation with such and such and so and so. So, um, that's how the Bria Renee show came about. Um, the second season, people were like, okay, like, where the men at? Like, okay, the women's cute or whatever. Yeah, cool, but uh, where, where's the men's? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, let me get some men on this show. So, um, right now, I'm planning, still in the planning stages for season three. I want season three to be something different like mm-hmm. especially okay. coming out of Detroit like I want it to be different I want it to be big I want to see the ROI this time yes um, yes come before, on return yeah like I gotta see it because protect production is not cheap mm-hmm. like video production is not cheap at all and it's just like I, I want to create an impact but I also want people to like like I want it to I want it to be sustainable for mm-hmm. me as well that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. It makes perfect so, sense. So, what is your favorite thing about interviewing guests? Like, what is your favorite type of feeling or what, like, how does it make you feel when you're interviewing somebody? I love interviewing people. Like, first of all, it's so crazy. I I love asking questions. I hate when people ask me questions, but I love asking people questions. You like, she like say that as she on this That's podcast right. and we no, drilling her. Like. Her like, I could do questions like this, but like, yeah. say for example, like somebody could be like, oh, what you doing? Ooh. Why you doing that? Oh, what about, th-? I'd be like, look, you got three. That's it. Listen, like, that's because what after that, it's an interview. And if I'm not getting a paying job at the end of this why you want to know? Leave me alone. Why you want to yes, know? Yes, like why are you Okay, another thing. Me? What like, what are you going to do with this information? Like for real, like what's up? So, I like asking people questions and I also like learning people's the the different perspectives people have about certain things. So like say for example, I could be like, "Oh, well, I failed at X Y and Z." Somebody else could be like, "Girl, that was a lesson for you to learn. Somebody else mm-hmm. could be like, that just wasn't for you. Or maybe, you know, like, I just like learning different perspectives from people and learning their stories. So um, that's what I, I like. And then I feel like once you have a good conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. um, that's a that's a good impression. It always makes a good impression. So that's why I like interviewing people. That's what's hmm. So what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned throughout your career so far? Oh, <laughs> baby. Okay. okay, hold on. Pull out the scroll. What a wine at? Because okay. uh, that's okay. the real. Okay. So I got a couple. Um, okay. I'm going to try to keep them um, short and sweet. Um, but one is uh, one of the biggest lessons I learned is you really can't be too nice. Um, and that's. You talking to Miss Pink Slip right here. <laughs> she. <laughs> like, you really can't be too nice. And especially, I feel like as a woman, like, my genuine nature is like this. Like, I'm laid back. Mm-hmm. Like, I talk. Like, I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not about to come in there like, Ugh. like, that's yeah. not, that's not my my vibe. So, um, and I learned that with certain people, especially when it comes to business, you can't treat people like, oh, yeah, I just, I want you to know that I'm just, you know, I'm being cool. Like, because people will take that to uh, use that to their advantage and be like, girl, excuse my language, but shit, fuck you being cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'm about to get over on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. See, we got to um, bring her back more often. Okay. <laughs> I've been trying to pink slip everybody. Yeah. And, and a couple of times I've I've been placed in a lot of positions to where 
I would be like, dang, like I thought we were better than that. If he was mm-hmm. like, nah, that, that's nah, not it, what it it's is. It's just business. Yeah. And I would just be like, okay, now that I know that. <laughs> and once I'm cold towards you, it's going to be that way. Ain't no warming me back up. That's it. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing. Another thing is um, know when to leave. Like just know when stuff is not for you. Because um, like, uh, let's see, I was working at a law office for three years and I the money was great, mm-hmm. but during the third year, I would literally be at my desk ha- having anxiety attacks because I'm like, what? And like, I would literally be like, dang, like, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And then it would just spiral into like, oh my God, what if I'm here forever? Like, what am I yeah. doing here? Like, you know, what if I'm trapped here? Oh my God. Yeah. So it's like, you know, with that, and I, and I should have been left, but it was something that happened that forced me to leave. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that you know, I, I'm not mad at that. So just knowing what to leave and knowing like what's not for you is always a good thing. And I know that for me, I like to try my hardest with a lot of stuff. But some shit like you could try, you could give somebody your heart, a job, your heart, soul, and your left pinky toe, and it still won't be for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last one, hmm, what's the last one? And I'm working on this to this day. Is just being authentic being mm. like I know I like to be out the way um I like I don't really like to post what I'm doing yeah. at all times yeah. or where I'm at or Ooh, all of so that good stressful. stuff um but I feel like a lot of people like my friends who know me they'll see like me doing interviews and they be like Bria like why you not being funny like why you being so formal and I'm mm-hmm. like because I don't want people to know like <laughs> so you know and it, it like so that's something I'm working on to this day and that requires me to be vulnerable and that's something yeah. I struggle with so hard. vulnerable vulnerability is scary it's very yeah. scary. it's very scary you know I tell my friend this like me being vulnerable I feel like <laughs> Excuse me for saying this, but I feel like me being vulnerable, like you seeing my booty hole, like, <laughs> like I'm serious, like that's how I, that's how vulnerability feels to me, like, yeah. and you know, somebody seeing you like that, that's like, yeah, what else do you need to see, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's 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 a lot, and I'm sorry if, if girl, you you're know, fine. But I just we love it so much worse so on here. It just feels it, being vulnerable is just like you know somebody seeing you naked, yeah, somebody yeah. seeing you, you know, whether you at your highest or your lowest. And from my experience, everybody is not ready for that. Yeah, so I to, agree. For you to pull off these layers and expose this this part of yourself that's either so beautiful or so ugly, and somebody is just like, oh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, like you just be like, oh, like I now? just can't believe, like you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. and I think. To your point, too, a lot of us don't really know or how to process disappointment. Yeah. So when something, when we are vulnerable and something doesn't work out the way we expect it to, it's like, oh my god, like now I'm devastated. What? I don't yeah. want to ever be vulnerable again. Fuck this. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, closing all doors like, and well, windows. Let me put these seven layers, layers back, back on up. up. But you know what's crazy? I was watching. Um, do y'all do y'all watch uh, Brene Brown or have y'all? Yeah, I love her? Brene Brown. Oh my god, she snatched my wig in the most I love politest her. way. But she was like, "When you're not being vulnerable, you're not letting in, letting things in. But no, you're not letting you're not letting things out. But you're not letting things in either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like the times when I'm being the most vulnerable, that's when my blessings come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 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 crazy because I'd be like, dang, like all I had to do was just be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think for me, I had to realize that you don't have to be vulnerable forever. Like sometimes mm. it's just that, like you said, it's just that moment and you get it out the way. Yeah. And then you're not required to be vulnerable everywhere right. with everybody. That's and I true. think once I figured that out, I was like, okay, this might not be that bad. I'm still scared, but it's <laughs> not, you know, it's not that bad. Uh-huh. Um, because like you said, you got to figure out, you know, People are going to decide at that point whether they're going to stay or they're going to go. Yeah, and I think you have to, you know, you have to just take it for what it is. Like, yeah. okay, if this person decided to leave and I haven't even got to to the the bad stuff, we mm-hmm. haven't even got to the ugly. Right. We still, you know, just, you know, good, bad. Like, I just took one lash off. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I took one <laughs> lash off and now you want to leave? And now I just got, we got to start over. Put this lash back on and go move on to the I next person. I can't and I shall not do <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Y'all know me. My lashes. 
So very important. <laughs> Bria, how do you, you know, with your brand and with you, you know, um, being a multimedia professional, how do you balance your schedule, like your everyday life, um, all the things you have going on? How do you keep yourself organized? You know, that is a struggle. Uh, <laughs> uh, but to be honest, um, I'm in school mm-hmm. um, and I just recently made the decision to run my business full time. And, um, you know, all of this is new to me. So one thing I try to do every day is like, okay, what would my quote unquote successful self be doing today? Like, would she wake up and go to the gym? Would she like get fine and go to the coffee shop and do her work? Like, would she like, what would I do? Like, would I go to, you know, a a nice place for lunch? Like, um, who do I want to talk to? Who would be my friend? Who would, mm-hmm. Who is my circle? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I try to keep that in mind every day. Um, but as far as balance goes, I'm getting into the flow of that mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, with schoolwork and with this whole new journey of entrepreneurship. Like, it's a lot of things that, like, people think entrepreneurship is easy. Like, yeah. you have more free time. Like, in a job, you like, okay. I, I'm working this nine to five and I know mm-hmm. from nine to 11, I got to do this from 12 to one. I got a lunch from, you know, and the rest of the yeah, day, I just, mm-hmm. you know, prepare for whatever. And it's like, when you have so much time on your hands, you're like, okay, well, I could get all this stuff done. Maybe if I could take a nap and you'd be like, damn, I took a nap for like three, three hours. hours. Shit. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like I got to start over. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn. Uh, you know, so it's, it's just me relearning time management mm-hmm. yeah. know, all over again. But, um, I think I'm doing good. It's progress. It's it's yeah. a lot of progress. But yeah, it's, I don't it's hard to well, I'm not gonna say it's hard to balance. It takes a lot of uh dedication to balance all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing like that I learned with working with other entrepreneurs is that when we're working in corporate America, their brand and their their company is already established. Mm-hmm. We're just there to do this Keeping one little part. Mm-hmm. And if we leave today, that company is still going to be there tomorrow versus with entrepreneurship. You have to build. You have to work at it daily. And if one small thing happens, it's like, oh, hell. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I got to deal with this. And then dealing with that, I took time away from that. So I think that it's a I think if everybody gets in the mindset of understanding that not every entrepreneur is established and you know, where they want to be right. ever. Like, because they're not, you, at that point you become complacent. So yeah. it's like, it's always something new. And like, so I think once I realized that, I was like, okay, I ain't, I ain't that bad at this whole entrepreneur thing. You yeah. know, it ain't that bad. It's a journey for sure. <laughs> like, it's it's never a day. It's ne- you're never going to be like, oh, I'm perfect at this. Like, yeah. it's people that have businesses and they be like, damn, like, I fucked up. I yep. dropped a ball. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, so it's, it's, it's that's why I, people say, like, like I was on live today and this guy was like, um, people, everybody just, should just be entrepreneurs. I'm like, Mm-mm-mm. that's not. It's a lie. Like, that's not sustainable. Like, that's not for everybody. Like, yeah. I was like, it's really not for everybody. Like, I remember, because this is my, my second go round at entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I had a cleaning company. And I remember when I started my cleaning company, I cried every day. Mm-hmm. I cried every day, but it was also the happiest I was. Like it, it was so weird. Like mm-hmm. cuz I'm like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who to ask. I don't have help. Like it's just me figuring this thing out mm-hmm. every single day. Yep. And a lot of people are not equipped to do that. You know? They are. And some people like they just don't want to do it. They don't. Like, I, that's if why I Everybody hate can't that do that. be an entrepreneur, though. Like, okay, because at some point, if everybody was an entrepreneur, a lot of these businesses are going to start to fall apart. And these are businesses that we use to survive our everyday life. So everybody can't be an entrepreneur. And I think it's unfair for people to judge people who decide not to be a full-time entrepreneur. Right, that's true. Like, let them... I told y'all earlier in the episode, my job is... <laughs> Period. People don't know how to do that. Oh, man. They act like that's just like the toughest thing to do. They don't know how to mind their business. Ooh, child. child. It's so easy. Like, if you just shut up and go on about your day, so your easy. life will be so much better. Like, is this affecting you in any kind of way? Right. Because then you don't have to worry about me cussing you out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Ooh, just... Cussing out people. So, <laughs> so, with everything that you have going on, what are what is something that you um, haven't... Like, what avenue is one that you haven't explored but you would like to in either the near future or, like, far down the line? One thing I really want to do, I'm like, I want to do so much, y'all. It's, like, it's not even funny. Um, But I feel like 
the next thing I want to get into is real estate. Okay. Um, I mm. really want to get into real estate. Um, and it's, it's, that's something that I've always been into as a kid too. Like my mom, well, my parents, they used to take me on um, Lakeshore, was it Lakeshore Drive yeah. in Gross mm-hmm. Point? Yeah. And I would used to be like, oh my gosh, like I want a house like that. And I would think of like what each room would look like or mm-hmm. what, what each room would have a theme. Uh, cribs used to be my show. I'm like, <laughs> oh my yeah, God. like I, I love cribs. Cribs was like amazing to me because I'm like, oh my gosh, like so this what rich people be doing today? <laughs> mm-hmm. Cribs, okay, okay. like, like y'all got marble floors, yawnies, you know. <laughs> and then there's Red Man. <laughs> oh my God, when I watched that, I was like. I got a cousin whose house look like that. I've been in your house before and it wasn't even yours. Oh. Like, <laughs> but it's like, you know, I was always into stuff like that. And I think that um, having real estate is important. It's mm-hmm. so important, especially all of these cities are becoming gentrified. They are kicking black Let's people out. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like they are kicking black people out. And, you know, and, and, and it's so unfair because they know that it's not a level playing field. Yeah. Um, you know, they know that people don't have money to, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that they don't have money. They know a lot of people won't work together to put up money mm-hmm. for, you know, these properties or, you know, they, they don't have the funds to fix them up or, you know, they just know that funding is not on their, these native sides. So they just mm-hmm. push them out or make them feel so unwelcome to the point where they're like, okay, well, let me just, let me go. just take my stuff Yeah. Like, let me just go somewhere. And it's just like, like, you know, I don't want that. I want to have real estate. I think that's yeah. so important. My mom, she always um, pushes that onto me and my siblings. Like, I, I remember telling her, like, yeah, I want to get an apartment. She was like, oh. <laughs> Apartment. You, apartment. So you mean as hell me? And I'm just like, girl, <laughs> girl, first of all, it's just me. I ain't got no kids. And who going to cut my grass? Because I don't okay. have to be outside sweating. Shoveling like, snow. Let's no, talk about it. I'm not it. doing it. And I like I will coins. apartment live until I can afford to hire somebody to do all this. Because I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's, and it's, so, it's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. But I understand like what she was saying. Like mm-hmm. with an apartment, they could kick you out and not care. Like mm-hmm. there's so many apartments downtown. Raise who, the rent. Raise Raise the rent and yep. people were displaced. They didn't have nowhere to go. But with your house, who go who go check me, boo? Who go right. put me out? Right. All I, mm-hmm. all I gotta do is pay my property taxes. Who go okay. put me out? Nobody. <laughs> who we? So it's a homeowner level, girl. <laughs> so how would you encourage someone to start their path in the multimedia world? My best piece of advice is just start. That's really it like you just start and talk to people uh put yourself out there um I know I personally well okay this is the thing I like selective networking if that makes sense mm. um okay so, Ooh, I like that okay. yeah I like selective networking so I believe it or not I'm an introvert um I don't like being in like a bunch of crowds mm-hmm. like that. You sound like me, okay. Yeah. So what I like to do is like at first I would just go to events just just for the hell of it. Like mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna just pay my money and go here. But I feel like one of the issues in Detroit is our entrepreneur circle is very small. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was seeing some of the same people over and over again. Um so I stopped paying to go to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but what I would do is if it was like somebody that was a panelist that I never met and that I didn't have access to, meaning like I couldn't find their email. They didn't have like, you know, they probably didn't check their messages on social media. Uh, then I would go to be in their face and like, you know, introduce myself and speak. Um, so that was, um, that's something that I, I, I want to tell people to do. Like, you know, just be selectively network and also know that like, Everybody that you network work with is not for you. Yeah, you know, Agreed. even some of your heroes, you be like, oh, like I just respect you so much, and like you be like, oh, you a little musty. Yeah, your attitude is dang. Yes. Like I can't believe it. So, Agreed. yeah, that's that's my two pieces of advice. Okay. Just start yeah. and selectively network. So, when you think about when you um, first started on this journey, what would you tell your younger self? What's the best piece of advice you would give? You know, young Bria. Like, okay, sis, sit sit you down, you know, in front of the mic. What's up, sis? One thing I would tell young Bria, um, 
don't don't box yourself in for the comfort of other people. Um, that's something that I would like literally stress to myself um, because there there would be times where I would be in a room and I'd be like, okay, well, I don't want to be out. You know, I don't want to yeah. step on nobody's toes and I don't want to make nobody mm-hmm. look bad or step I don't want to, you know, tell them what to do in their business or I don't want to tell them that I don't belong here because they're, they're giving me opportunities. So let me just take it for what it is. Um, so yeah, it'd just be like, don't, Box myself in, and mm-hmm. don't try to, and don't try to force other people to be comfortable uh, by me shrinking myself. So that would be that's real. Yeah, that reminds me of that uh, that Spider Man quote. I was like stuck on this one line from Spider Man, and uh-huh. he was like in the room with all these other superheroes or whatever. And, uh-huh. You know, he's a young kid; he don't know anything. Right. And he was like all excited about whatever they were telling him, uh-huh. and um, he realized like they were just kind of looking at him like he was crazy. Uh-huh. And so he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And the guy, even though the guy ends up being the villain, he uh, <laughs> he tells him never apologize for being the smartest person in the room. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because like, I do that all the time. Like, I'll say something to me and I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I think that's an unconsciously learned trait as women, though. Yeah. Like, we naturally shrink ourselves because we've had this societal perspective that as women, we're supposed to be, you know, in this box or mm-hmm. we're not supposed to be proud of our accomplishments because you, you have those stereotypes of the bitchy woman at work or yeah. the ball buster or, you know, angry all of that. Black woman. Yeah, angry Ooh, yeah. black woman. So we, we constantly, constantly shrink ourselves, not realizing what impact we're having on, you know, our own growth and yeah. our own, you know, image. I really wish that was a conversation that was more popular before now. Like, um, I was talking to my little sister the other day and she's 20 and we were talking about, you know, corporate America. And I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you all the stuff that I wish somebody would have told me because Mm -hmm. you start off at a disadvantage. You're educated. Strike one, (laughs) you know, because we're, we're the most educated group, you know, black women at Mm -hmm. that. So I'm like, okay, you're educated. So there's that. They're going to hold that against you Two, You're in the same room as these sensitive white men. Who don't know half Who who don't know half as much Who don't work as hard So there's that And then it's like Oh snap girl You black Three strikes You out It's it's, And it's crazy Like men Get so Touchy When it Mm -hmm. comes to a woman Like knowing All of a sudden You intimidating Yeah like (sighs) Don't get me started Let me tell y'all Don't get me started I got a a story for y'all Okay So I was working At um, this company I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna say their name But their executive director Is Prejudice Mm. But Mm. I'll tell y'all Off the record Because I don't want y'all To spend y'all Black ass dollars there Okay Okay. (laughs) right. No problem So um, (laughs) to make a long story short I worked at this company And my the executive director, this is the thing. So I told y'all, like, I be knowing, like, damn, I don't belong here, mm-hmm. but I want to gain this experience. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna put my feelings and my ego aside and just, you know, be like, tough it out. Go for, I'm gonna tough it out. So my first interview, old boy was like, uh, yeah, so how much do you want to get paid? So, you know, that's the first interview. I'm like, dang, like, this kind of right. soon. So I'm like, Okay, but my mistake was I was trying to be modest. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, so I gave him my number. He was like, okay. So I got my check. Well, I saw my check and I was just like, "Mm, mm -mm. you got me doing all this work and you're you're lowballing me. Yeah. And he, the first thing he told me, he was like, well, you should have asked for what you wanted. I was like, oh, okay. Got it. So after that, um, he was trying to get a cadence for how I would do my job, like what what my schedule would look like, what was it that I would like to do. So I would tell him, you know, everything, and I would just be like, you know, well, I'm, I want to do this. This is my plan. Da 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 da. And he wanted to hold my hand every step of the way, and I hate being micromanaged. Like mm-hmm. that is something where I would just probably cuss you out. So, um, you know, I told him I was like, you know. I've never been in a position like this before to where, you know, somebody wants to hold my hand every step of the way. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with checking in with you. And when I tell you this man acted like I told him that he was the scum of the earth for Mm -hmm. me telling him, like, how I would like to be managed, 
It was the craziest uh-huh. thing. And from then on out, we will argue. I've never argued with an employer ever in my life. Like, mm-hmm. he would try to argue with me. Then, you know how, I hate to say this, some white people will poke the bear and throw the stick. Yeah. So they'll be looking at you like, oh, I know I started this argument, but now that you, like. But now I'm the now you, yeah, now that but, you're mad, uh, yeah, I'm going to cry. He, he would have this face like, I'm like, sir, like, uh-uh, you keep no. doing this. And it's like, you know, at, that's that was somewhere I did not belong. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just like you know, just just knowing when when to dip, when to go, when something ain't for you, because um, your spirit, your your intuition, let you know that it shit yeah. wasn't for me. It does for sure. And if you don't listen, it'll shut it'll it down show a whole it's different sh- way. Yes. It'll shut, it'll shut it's it so all crazy. down. And it's and it's so funny because like when I first met him, I was like, something is shady about this mm-hmm. man. I'm like, damn, I'm tripping. Cause he ain't even do nothing. Mm-hmm. But your your intuition be letting you know. It be okay. letting you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with millennials moving, um, you know, towards professional roles, taking positions of power, growing and learning, where do you think our generation is needed in Detroit the most? This is one thing that I'm seeing. Like it's it, this is a bittersweet thing that I'm seeing. I'm seeing collaboration. But I feel like people only collaborate with people that are popular. Mm-hmm. And it's so many people that are mm. kind of unknown that have, that are, well, I'm going to say not unknown, but not as sought out. And they mm-hmm. are talented. Mm-hmm. Um, they are amazing. And it's just because, oh, well, they don't know such and such and so and so. I don't, I don't know who they are. So I don't, you know, and I just feel like I, that's something that Detroit needs to work on. Um, you know, just opening up our network. It's so much money to be made amongst each other. Mm-hmm. It's so many people that has like yeah. resources that you need, but all because you don't know them or. They you, network not as big they, as you want yeah, it to be. Like, or, you know what I mean? They don't have what, what you think they should have. Like, you know, that's no, no reason for you not to connect with them. So I think that would be. Um, I think because every and I will say this, everybody is not for you, but at least give people the opportunity to see. And they might even though they might not be for you right now, later on, it possibly could be. Hmm. Okay, so this question is going to seem kind of random, but I figured I'd throw it in here. Okay. (laughs) What is the funniest thing that you've seen online recently? Oh, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Twitter is like. Has the ammo with all the funny stuff. Yes. Um, let me see. What is the funniest thing I saw? And Twitter is like jacked up because that's all the stuff you're not supposed to laugh at. Man. Either. And um, I be cracking up. I crack up so bad. So I'll, I'll go while y'all thinking. I got my moment. Um. So it's this video. You know, videos of little kids doing stuff is always funny because they kids. It's like kids be like drunk without the alcohol. They just be <laughs> falling over all the place. But it's this video of this little kid. And, and it, he, the kid is in like a department store, probably like a Target or a Walmart. And the adult over them has the hula hoop. Mm-hmm. And so they like somebody oh, recording it. Yeah. Like, go baby. And and the little baby it. just <laughs> body rolling, but they not touching the hula hoop. <laughs> the hula hoop is still being held by the adults. <laughs> so the baby just rolling, like they just rolling the hula hoop around, and the baby is just dancing their heart out. And it is the funniest thing to see. And I'm like, it's videos like this that like can distract you from you know stress and stuff going on because it's just a kid being a kid like it's the funniest thing in the world and the kid probably having the time of their life and you can't tell them that they not hooping right they'd be like i'm doing it right i know how to hula hoop i think that the funniest thing i've seen on social media was actually just a few hours ago okay before we started recording I was scrolling through the timeline, you know, just minding my business. And I come across this <laughs> this video where Nicki Minaj was twerking. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> when she was twerking on the Hot Girl Summer video. <laughs> and somebody put these chair squeaks. The that is the funniest video, <sighs> like, I've seen this I, week. When I tell, like, normally I'll look at something on Twitter and I'll be like, oh, that was funny. She but really I was out laughing. And I'm like, <laughs> I was cracking up because that's the last thing I expected to happen on this little clip. Uh-huh. And so I was like, well, everybody else is laughing at it. So it can't just be like the regular, you know, video because right. it was a terrible, it was the worst twerk I've ever seen. And when I clicked on it and just heard that, uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it took me out. <laughs> 
That means but it's so funny because I was like, dang, Nikki was trying. She though. was. She was really. She trying. was trying, but see, this is when you got to know your lane because <laughs> right. you cannot. And how many times you is cannot must you subject us to the suffering? Not even that. You cannot do that next to Meg the Stallion. Okay, that is the absolute last person that she should have done that in think front Meg, of. Meg was just probably looking at her like she should have had Miley Cyrus next to her if okay. she was going to do that. Because then you might have looked good. In this situation, you pick the top-notch twerker, and you're going to get up there and do your little grandma shake that you was doing. Girl, grandmas can move better than that. Okay. Let us quit before we be on Queen Queen Radio. Mm -hmm. To freedom. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Uh, Let's see. Okay. A funny... No, a thread that I saw this week that was funny. Um... The pictures of kids going to school and how they look when they come, they come back. Home. Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> baby girl, whole ponytail was. The, her little ma'am. braid was gone. Where's your ponytail? Somebody, I think I left it at school. <laughs> Why did you take it off? How? I like. I be want to know what's happening in school nowadays because I know I used to come home a little messed up. Mm-hmm. Like one time, they did our pictures, our school pictures after recess, <laughs> and I was in fourth grade. And I had, y'all remember the little butterfly clips that would go on the NDL twisties and stuff? I had those, and I went out on the playground, and they must have fell out. And I went to school out there with the white people, so they didn't know how to put them back in. Oh, God. (laughs) So (laughs) I just clipped them, like, randomly in my head. Like, Uh just put them back in there. So my hair is all over the place. My my butterfly clips are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And they let me go in the picture like that. And I'm just smiling. When I tell y'all, my mother was pissed. I know she was. Oh, she cussed me out for a good two weeks. Like, I got cussed out. I had to go do the retake. <sighs> I know she told all her friends, too. You you ain't going to believe what she did. Girl, let me tell you. And this is the bad thing. So, apparently, when you do the retake, the retake is not the one that makes the yearbook sometimes. So. <laughs> what? I am in the fourth grade yearbook of St. Valentine. Look at a mess. Oh my looking gosh. A no. Lord Jesus. And I had went to Mississippi that summer, so mm-hmm. I was black. Like, <laughs> all you can see is teeth and eyeballs. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and butterfly clips. Girl, a mess. A uh, mess. Well, yeah. last question. What up? Bria, mm-hmm. if you could switch places with anybody for one week, who would it be? You get their problem. Dead or alive? Mm. I would say it has to be my good sis, Issa Rae. Yes. Oh, yes. Good choice. Solid choice. Yes. Either her or uh, Yara Shahidi. Yes. Oh, I Another Yara. good choice. Yeah. Okay. I feel like between them two, like, Issa is just like this amazing person yeah. like she's so unapologetic and in watching her, black her journey just like what? Yeah. it's been so amazing to watch like even though i feel like i caught on to her journey a little bit later mm-hmm. yeah but like just watching where she came from and you know where she's at she's everywhere now. Yeah. yeah like she's everywhere and it's amazing and i just love her because she's like <laughs> i root for everybody black period Listen. in a white woman's face Listen. like i like her because I feel like, although she is an actress, a lot of that stuff you can tell, like, this is what she Authentic. does. Yeah. yeah. Like, when she gets to rapping in that mirror on Insecure, I really think she does That's that. That's her on a daily. You cannot tell me that Which, she like, don't do that every day. Because <laughs> I remember being in my dorm room watching Awkward Black Girl on YouTube. And I just used to be sitting there because, like, it was very clear that yeah. this is normal for sis. Like, she don't, it's not rehearsed. This is something she do on a regular. She it just is. happened to be recorded. Yes. And it's crazy. Like, when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, my gosh, she is me. Because I would freestyle about everything, <laughs> okay. anything. Like, so I'm just like, I love her. And I just love that she made being different, like a mm-hmm. different type of black person. Yeah. Cool. Um, because I know me growing up, people would just be like, I, I used to speak, speak so proper. Mm-hmm. I did I used to listen to alternative rock music. Mm-hmm. Um, and people used to be like, Oh my god, that's so white. That's so and so like I was just like, okay, well, maybe I should be listening to Lil Lil Wayne. Like, you know, <laughs> like you know what I mean? So it's, it it was just like to see her like be herself. Be herself. And that's amazing. I just love that people are getting recognition for simply being themselves. I love that. That's real. 
Shrek. Nope, I was about to flip it on you. Okay, I mean, I'm ready. Uh, Main doll, who you gonna be? Meryl Streep. Girl. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, Miss Meryl is an icon. Simply stated. When I turn 40, I need that Bob from The Devil Wears Prada. Listen, like... And it's it's so crazy because I remember the first time watching that movie and I was like, oh my God, this character is awful. But then like life experiences and growing up and re-watching that movie several times, I'm like, Meryl is the best character in this entire fucking movie. Like her her friends were awful. Her boyfriend was awful. Everybody was, she was awful. But Meryl was like. The same. Flowers in springtime. <laughs> like, I love that line. She'd be like, that's all. Uh, that is my favorite that's so simple like, that's the most polite way to be like okay Bye. get your ass on somewhere like Listen, see you later Meryl Streep is an icon above an icon like oh child so yes that is my that is my person that's a good choice mm. I'm gonna clap for that one <laughs> that's a good one a I bet you don't no I'm just kidding I do have a person that's a little bit different for me because I don't think I've ever picked a man I think I've we talked about it, but we no. talked about it. But I've, I think I've always picked women, and I'm going to pick somebody that some of y'all might not like. But I think I would be Tyler Perry. <laughs> I'm going to Tyler Perry. <laughs> you know, okay, <laughs> not okay, not Medea. <laughs> Not Madea, not just Madea. Tyler Perry. Just Tyler Perry. Only because... Them dresses look hot. <laughs> okay, hot as hell. I know he was hot up there. But I just think that he um, has a, a a nice background story to him. So mm-hmm. I think that plays a part um, in why he's such a humble person. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that he gives opportunities to people that are overlooked. There are a lot of people that we would see in his movies that we wouldn't see anywhere else. That's true. Yeah. So I would I would be him just for that part of it to make sure that I stay humble and continue to what's it lift as I climb. Yes. So yeah, I'm being Tyler Perry. I have so much respect for Tyler Perry though. Like you I can't do, help yeah. but to respect him. Yeah. But the only thing is like. His movies. Like, I'm just like, why do women, why do you see women like Why do you hate us so much? Here's like, my I thing. just want to ask him that. Like, why do you view black women like this? Like, and I, I think for me, I understand why he may view black women like that because I feel like he, he's imitating what he saw. So maybe that's how his, you know, black women in his family acts it. The one thing that I don't like that he does, and it, and while it's smart, it still annoys me. Stop casting yourself in roles that you're not you you know that you're not good in that. I'm still mad about them braids on Shamar Moore's head. <gasps> Ooh, okay, child, oh he deserved ass whooping for that one. I'm still mad about everybody that. involved. Shamar Moore should have said, "Get this off my head." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Homegirl, uh, what's her name? Kimberly Elise. Yeah, she should have said, "I'm not kissing no man with that on his head." Um. Everybody, the producers, everybody. Somebody should have spoke up. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody, because he, my man's ain't even had no lace. Like, it was just nothing. It was just afro and braids. And it's like, what is this? What exactly is this hairstyle? You know the bushy side of Velcro? That's what his hair looked like. That's what his hair looked like. That's exactly what it looked and like. And he had the nerve to have that bandana on. Uh, what are you tying down? Because your edges look a mess. And the wig that was on what movie was that? That was that. That wasn't the same movie. They had on Boris Kojo that little fro wig. Oh man, I hated that one. And no, uh, that was Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Diary of a Mad yeah. Black Woman. That fro wig got on my nerves so bad. And it's because he's bald. We all we know, know that he's, he's bald. bald. But my thing is, why can't he just be his bald, bald head son? Because he's fine. Like, I just wanted to know a snack. Okay, Boris Kojo oh, so is a is Ooh, a snack. Okay. okay, he been fine. Period. So minus. Tyler Perry's terrible choice in wigs. wigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being Tyler Perry. Okay. I oh. Well, <laughs> Bria, let the people know how they can get a hold of you, how they can watch the show, you know, social, all of that fun stuff. Absolutely. So um, you could go to my website to watch all episodes of the show. That is www.briarene.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Bria Renee. I have a Facebook, the Bria Renee. And um, 
you know, I have Twitter yes. too, but I, I, uh, Twitter's a little bit colorful. Yeah, we uh, say that all the time. Yeah, yeah Twitter's so a little bit colorful. You don't even gotta drop you your don't even gotta drop that one, sis. Because we don't drop ours. No. Okay, good. <laughs> so uh, that happened to me before. I was at a job interview and a guy was like, what's your Twitter? And I was like, shit. I was about to lie. And he was like, don't lie because I could just Google it. I'm sure your page is not private. And I was like, isn't that illegal? Yeah, like. I didn't know until after Girl. I told Twitter. Everybody was like, he can't do that. Man, he yeah. can't do that. I told him. Never mind. Because I couldn't lie. Like, I, <laughs> right. I'm a horrible liar. I'm like, I can't lie to you like that, but feel free. Mm-mm. Well, this concludes our episode. We want to thank you so much for coming. We, we really appreciate, appreciate you being here. Thank you for being on the show. Me. You know, dropping your knowledge, letting the people know what's up with the Bria Renee show, all that fun stuff. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I got to come back. Yeah, of course. Some drinks. Oh, yeah. Yes. See, we, be, <laughs> we took we a hiatus say, from the drinks. Why? Listen, because, because I was heavy with the, what was it? Jose Cuervo. I was heavy with the Jose. Oh my lord! And I likely and I, I almost fell wine. out that chair you sitting in right now. Oh my and I think gosh. we were drinking wine. And I hadn't ate, so that was a rough episode. <laughs> right out the bed. But we gonna get back. Y'all gonna we gonna get back. Um, you can find the new kids on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the New Kids LLC. Check out our website at thenewkidsdetroit.com. Check us out on YouTube at the New Kids University. Um, check out Art Talks that's coming up October 19th from 12 to 4. We're definitely going to be dropping more information about that soon. It will be at Barter and Ham Tree. Yes. Um, anything else? Um, no. Oh, rate us. Yeah, do all that. Rate yeah. us, subscribe on iTunes, tell people to listen, put your friends on. All that good stuff. Yeah. Subscribe to our mailing list as well. Yeah. Um, Cause you can get to know more stuff about us. Yeah, all that fun stuff. So yeah, that's all we got for you. It's been fun, guys. Until next time, new kids out. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Join us October 24th through October 27th at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival. The collage of sound, sight, taste, feel, and scent of Detroit from all walks of life. Join Piper Carter, Frida Sampson, Unicorns Are Real, Josh Adams, The New Kids, Group Text, Jennifer Crawford, Hair Michigan, Audra Carson, My Natural Hair, Cornbread and Caviar, Kari Frazier, Sterling Tolls, Bodie James, and more artists. The Detroit is Different Festival provides you the rare opportunity to witness, experience, and familiarize yourself with the diverse subcultures that make Detroit different. Experience this all for 50 bucks. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today.